Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and make good your vows to the Most High. As of last week, this parish was $25,000 behind in pledged and faithful giving. That is to say, the communicants of this parish pledged a certain amount of money to the ministries and needs of this parish. And of the money pledged and budgeted, we have not received $25,000 of what this parish family said they would give to the state. It's actually more than that. We only budget 85% of that which is pledged to account for those things in life which come up. Moving, changes in our life situation, death, unforeseen things happen throughout the year. But what exactly is the nature of a pledge? Is it dues to a social club or society? Is the pledge a contracted commitment to fund an organization or institution? Is the pledge a payment for services rendered? Services like education, enlightening worship, fellowship opportunities. Now, while some may think or act this way when giving to a parish, the pledge is none of these. The word pledge is a poor choice of wording for what is actually happening when the faithful give money to the parish. Because it does lend itself to thinking in terms of payment for services a commitment to fund an operation or institution or dues in a society or club, a pledge drive. Pledge giving, as I said, is none of those things. The pledge, however, is a tool that helps the parish budget and shape ministries and operations from year to year. On the positive side, the idea of the pledge helps keep the parish out of financial trouble by overspending or overinvesting in different ministries. But on the negative side, pledged giving has a tendency to turn a parish into a business, offer a level of services equal to the income it receives. That is to say, the parish becomes something it was never intended to be when it is treated as a business or a club or a society. In collecting pledges, there is also the danger of sending the wrong message to the faithful as to how they should interact with God and what is required of them of us. At its heart and at its truest, the parish, this parish, this place, is the physical expression of the thanksgiving and sacrifice we make. We have made for over a hundred years. It's the physical expression of thanksgiving and sacrifice. This place is the physical and real showing of our faith in action. This place, this parish, is the result and product of the people's sacrifice and thanksgiving and best offerings to God. This place does not exist for our benefit. It is not a thing God has given us. Rather, the parish church, this place is an offering from us, from the people, to God. This parish church exists as a sacrifice to God. And all that happens at this church is itself an offering and a sacrifice as well. So the faithful do not pay dues to keep something up and running or to belong. 
The faithful give their offerings and sacrifices to God. And from those things, this place exists and stands sentinel as a physical and tangible showing of our collective sacrifices, our collective thanksgivings, our collective oblations to God. Our faith. This is a tangible showing of our faith in God. The act of giving money to this parish is wholly and entirely different than giving money to any other thing in this wide world, any other charity, any other organization. We give money, our offering and sacrifice of thanksgiving to this place as an outpouring of our faith and thanksgiving for all that God has given us, our salvation. The Apostle James tells us that a faith without works, without action, is dead. So then, it is impossible to have a true or lively faith without having faith translate into stuff, into action, into works. If you say you have a faith in Jesus Christ but do nothing for the poor or those in need, if you say you have a faith in Jesus Christ but you do not forgive or love others, if you say you have a faith in Jesus Christ but do nothing in your life that shows forth that faith in action, then your trust and your faith really and truly are somewhere other than in Jesus. That's at least according to what Jesus has said and what the church has taught for 2,000 years. A part and thread of the Christian faith is the offering of first fruits and thanksgivings, sacrifices to God. We do this through our labor, through creative expressions, and the fruits those things produce. In our own day, in our own time, the fruits of our creativity and labor are mostly money. The reward for our labor is currency. We are asked of God, if you put faith in what the Holy Scripture says, to offer to God the first 10% of the fruits of that labor. Whether those fruits be crops, spoils, or currency. Those first fruits are considered a faithful Response to God in return for our lives and our well-being, our salvation. But why is the parish the fitting and proper place to return thanks? To offer our first and best. Why not other charities we think are important? Why should the first fruits of our lives come here? The first fruits are offered here because we have faith and proclaim that this is the house of God, the gate of heaven. This parish church, both the people, community, communally, we, the building itself, the bricks and mortar, stand as the presence of God on earth, the body of Christ, the family of God. We, as the people of God, the body of Christ, have as this place our center and foundation. Every good act we do springs forth from here, from this community. We, as a family, offer works and actions in the name of God to the benefit of those in this community. It is here, in this place, our children are taught the ways and duties of following Jesus Christ. It is here, in this place, young and old alike learn and develop and meet Jesus. It is here, in this place, we meet God living and true. And from generation to generation, the faith and those life-giving relationships are formed, nurtured, and handed down as they have been handed down from Jesus to the apostles. It is here, in this place, we gather in a building offered, consecrated, set apart to God to offer to Him worship. To offer God our praise and thanksgiving, our best 
to offer God our very lives. It is here God through Jesus Christ in the power of the Spirit comes and dwells with us in the celebration of the sacraments. In baptism, here we offer up our children to God. In confirmation, becoming disciples, entering into the apostolic train here in this place. In holy matrimony, becoming an icon and an image of Jesus Christ and his church. Becoming an image of hope and love to a dark and loveless world in this place. In confession, making amendment of life and allowing God to forgive and renew us. In unction, allowing and trusting in God to heal us, to make us whole, to save our souls. Receiving God's grace in our infirmities here in this place. In the Holy Eucharist, offering our lives to God through Christ. And in that, allowing Christ to live and dwell in us and through us to save us. And in death, it is from this sacred place that we pray and offer and send our loved ones to God from this place. In all these things, this place is the place and center of our salvation. It is truly the presence of God on earth. We are the body of Christ, the physical presence of Christ on earth. And this and all of this and all of these things is a result of our offerings and our thanksgivings and our sacrifices to God. Not one of these things could or would ever have happened or ever will happen if not for the offerings of our lives. Now, if you doubt the words I speak or think that we, this building, are not God's presence on earth, I invite you to come sit in this building for a few hours outside of Sunday morning. As most of you know, this church does not have working locks on the doors. It has locks, but we don't have the keys. And if we had the keys, the keyholes have been closed up. By many years of the altar guild, lovingly and caringly polishing the doorknobs and the keyholes. They're filled with brass. They don't work. And with no locks, people wander in here each and every day. At all hours of the day, all hours of the night, looking for God. And each and every day, at all hours of the day and night, you will find people who come here to come to this place because they have lost hope are in despair, are dying, are suffering, are in search of peace and mercy and grace. And in this place, those lost and wandering and dying souls find God. As they sit in this building, as they offer prayers, this place itself an offering to God, they find hope, the hope they have searched for. They find solace and refuge, mercy, peace. They find God's grace. In an average week, there are over 50 candles burned on this votive stand. Some weeks, over 150 are spent. That means on a busy week, at a minimum, 150 prayers are offered to God from this building. Oftentimes, you will find notes on the voted stand or in the pews or in the doors, thanking us for keeping this place open, that it's being open saved them. 
Often is the time we receive emails telling us how much it meant that this place of sanctuary was here when they needed it most. And the odd thing about all this is that most of the people that pass through these doors during the week searching for the grace and mercy and peace and joy of God are not part of our parish family. They come here. They journey here because they have heard that this is a place of sanctuary. They have heard of the beauty and peace of this place where God dwells and they seek it out. And because of the offerings and sacrifices and first fruits of our lives, that reputation stands and has stood for over a century and is well known. The poor and the homeless, as well as those secular organizations we know locally, they know us as a place where you will find help and you will find love. We are known as a place that offers godly and loving counsel to those in despair. When people need someone to turn to, have nowhere else to turn, it is known that they can turn here, to this place, to this house of God. We are known for outreach, a people whose faith is put into action through education, disaster relief, hunger alleviation, poverty alleviation. We are known for many, many, many things, wonderful and godly things. And brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, if not for the offerings of our thanksgivings and our first and best fruits to this place, to this gate of heaven, to this house of God, none of the things I speak of would have been possible. Not one of them would have existed. This past Wednesday, I wrote to you all in our weekly email, notes from Patmos, telling you how far behind we are in giving. I felt very conflicted by what I wrote, that it was somehow less than faithful. As priest or rector here, I have to worry, help worry with the finances, making sure bills get paid, people get paid, things get taken care of. And I venture dangerously close to thinking on this place as a business, as something other than God's house, as the gate of heaven. And for that, I'm sorry. The money we all give to this place is not dues. It is not payment for membership or services rendered. The money we give here, we give to God as a demonstration of our faith to show God we are serious. An offering of the first and the best of our lives. Now, there are many possible reasons, known and unknown, why we are behind where we thought we would be in regard to giving. Some of those reasons are justified. Some of those reasons are not justified. If you take nothing, nothing else from today's sermon, please remember this. You give here to this place because we proclaim it to be the house of God. It is what God has asked of us as a faithful response to his love and his salvation. You do not give to this parish to help this institution survive or operate. The money and efforts you give here, you give to God. You give your first and your best to this place because it is God's presence on earth and the collective thanksgiving of this family. What you give here matters in worship and education, as an offering and sanctuary to the community, as a beacon of hope for the poor and the lost and the despairing. 
What you give here in this place to God shows forth through this parish as blessing, mercy, peace, and joy to a dark and broken world. As a widow offered her last might to God as a sacrifice, thanksgiving. So we too offer up our own sacrifices, oblations, and thanksgivings to God in this place. We do not pay dues. We show forth and make real our faith in what we give and offer here in this place. Never forget that. Beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, this morning let us pray for God's continuing blessing upon this parish and all who enter. Lord our God, make the doors of this parish wide enough that all who need human love and fellowship and a father's care may find it. And narrow enough to shut out all envy, pride, and uncharitableness. Here may the tempted find help and the sorrowing receive comfort. Here may the careless be awakened to repentance and the penitent be assured of your mercy. And here may all your children renew their strength in you and go on their way rejoicing. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.